Now that we're men, we can do anything. Now that we're men, we are invincible. Now that we're men, we'll go to Shell City, get the crown, save the town, and Mr. Krabs. Welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon. I'm Sandy Cheeks. I'm Patrick. I'm Squidward. And this is episode 57. Yay! We is it? did it. Yeah, it is. is it? Yeah. <laughs> How are we doing today, guys? Yeah, same old, same old. Yep. Yeah, been fun. a week. Fuck that bad. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just thinking, like, what, the, I thought last week had killed you, but apparently this week he's a. Uh, no, this week's better chipper. than last week, I think. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, nothing to report here. I'm just as fine as I ever was. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever indeed, was. Indeed, indeed yeah. you do. I am David Byrne. How are you doing today, Max? I'm okay. I like pulled my back the other day because I, I pulled like a muscle on my back. So like, I've been uh, just in that writhing pain and agony all all week. To, I'm, I'm like over the worst of it now, though. So slowly getting better. A lot of deep heat. I was just about and, to say um, the room smelled a bit like deep heat yesterday. Yeah, I can't help it. That's that stuff is pungent. It is. I actually yeah. kind of like the smell of it though. It's very oh, mentally. I don't mind it. Huh? My mum uses no. it quite a lot, so I'm like used to the smell. Yeah, it's a lot of that and a lot of paracetamol. Uh, but I had to like skip the gym for a couple of days, which I I don't like doing. <laughs> Makes me very upset. Well, I mean, you but, kind of have to, or you're not going to go back again, are you? Because you're going to break yeah, your back or something. I'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, getting better on that. Well done w- to healing. Cheers to healing. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> did you, oh, did you guys hear what um, Ridley Scott said the other day? Was it the other day? Or the other it week? depends. Is it the thing that I w- w- showed everyone? I feel like he said a lot recently because he's got a new movie. He said a lot. Okay, what is it, Max? He's doing the Gucci one. Um, but he said that it, like the last duel flopped because of millennials. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Um, Millennials would rather look at their phones than watch his movie. I think the joke really is that there was no marketing for the film. It has nothing to do with us. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, this is, I don't think it's really a movie that young people would be interested in regardless. But there was it's like an 18. little to no marketing for the film at all. Like I, I only knew it existed because Max told me about it. Yeah, I saw it on yeah. one advert ever. And I mean, I really like that movie. I really love that movie. But, like, come on. It's not doing bad because of millennials. I don't think it's a millennials movie. Chris is right. I don't see it appealing to them very much. But then, I think we've had this conversation before, but who counts as millennials? I can't even say the word. Is it us? It's not us, is it? Yeah. It is us. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's people from, like, um, early to late 90s or something. Yeah, because you've got millennials and then you have, there's Gen Z, Gen X and whatever came before that. A lot of gens. Yeah. yeah. So I can't keep up. You had the boomer gen. Oh yeah, they were, they're they mm-hmm. long, long old though, they're not. <laughs> Maybe it's just those guys who saw it. Didn't think much of it. To be fair, there wasn't that many young people when we saw it, but I don't know about the first time you saw it, if it was any different. There was significantly less people who saw it when I went there the first time. 
There was quite a lot of people there. I wasn't expecting there to be that many people. I was like, oh. Yeah, maybe it's one of those movies that once it goes onto streaming, it will like find an audience. I do think that so. the marketing yeah. was the biggest problem with it because it just didn't get any attention at all. No, I mean, there are some other factors like I don't want to bring up like COVID and get into the whole politics of that, but there is like quite a few people that don't want to go out and there are people that can't afford it and all that kind of stuff. Like we're quite fortunate down here because the cinemas are friggin' cheap. But back where back in my hometown, they're like triple, quadruple the price. It's ridiculous. Yeah, even if I was to go um to the cinema in Chichester where I work, it's like double the price it is here. Yeah. In Luton it's about fifteen pounds a ticket or something. It's just not mm. it's not right. I don't think you can blame an entire generation. No, I don't think so either. I think it's it's a bit obscene as well. Like, I, I'm not. I think it might just be quite an ignorant thing to say because it's just something that it's just an excuse, isn't it? Just to bash on the younger people, like, oh, they don't appreciate the cultures of old and all that kind of thing. But it's not really like that, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, I like the movie, but it also wasn't marketed very well at all. No, it wasn't. So I think that's probably mostly what it comes down to is the marketing. Um, they did kind of drop off in, the, in that area but I do hope it gets a, a bit of a following if it goes on streaming because um, <clears throat> that'd be nice to get more people to see it but then I also see other people saying it was boring or just like it's yeah it, like it was boring it was a boring movie which I don't I don't I feel don't but that's completely <laughs> you know like, that's very subjective yeah I, I mean I love the film I could see why people would find it boring, though, coming from someone who gets really bored quickly of films. It has that sort of... I think it has a sort of palette to it. I think you kind of would like it or not like it. It's kind of a lot of talking and a lot of... Well, there is action in it, but you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of... Not a lot happens in certain periods of time because obviously things repeat themselves and things. So you can get quite bored of it. But I thought it was amazing. I mean, it's, so. it's not an action movie, really. No, it's no, more of a drama. I think drama was probably the word I was looking for, but I just went, "It's a talking movie. Everyone just talks." Yeah. It's one of the talkies. Yeah, <laughs> people want to see big, uh, epic action fights in medieval movies, and you get that a bit, but that's not really what it's about. Yeah, I mean, from the marketing I did see, it did make it look like it was going to be. Not a drama, more of an action movie. Do you know what? I would totally agree. At the poster, it looks like a, like a medieval action movie. It literally looks like a gladiator film or something, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I think people that are going in thinking that it's going to be like just like horse riding and battles and things are going to be like really disappointed, but then that's another fault of the marketing. It's nothing to do with the film. The film's great. Depending on what you value. In a movie, I suppose. Oh yeah, that is also true. I guess it comes down to percep- uh, personal perception. I suppose that might change from generation to generation. Maybe they just don't give a shit about people talking in a room for 20 minutes. But then that sounds like such a boomer thing to say. Like, oh, they've got their TikTok now. They can only focus for 30 seconds at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch your two and a half hour movie mm. about... People who are supposed to be fighting big battles, but don't. 
and just sit in rooms and talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's quite a sad look at it, to be honest. It's also a hard movie to watch. It is. It's, it's very unsettling. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> if you want to hear about that, go back about two episodes ago. Yeah, we talked Don't about worry, it. Don't worry, guys. It will be on Disney Plus soon and we can all... Everyone can watch it then. I, I hope be more nice. people do. Honestly, yeah. I would like to talk about it with more people. Well, I say that as if I'd have anything to say. Yeah, it was a good film, weren't it? And that'd be it. That'd be the end of the whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, at least yeah. I'll finally get to see it. You should. I would it's say really just good. That, you, know, you know, don't judge it based on like what Ridley Scott has said and also don't judge it if you've only seen the promotional material for it because it's a very different movie than I think people... Yeah, I, think it is. I agree. Yeah, I feel like you get that a lot, um, especially recently. Like films was kind of completely marketing it as something that it, it isn't in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Kangaroo Jack being like the famous one that we what? talk about, where they market <laughs> yeah. it like it's a film with a talking kangaroo in it, but it's like some weird crime drama. Isn't he only in it for like a minute? No, he's in it a fair amount, but he oh. only talks in one scene. Oh, okay. What a weird movie. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> I'm proud to say you. I've not seen it. <laughs> oh, come on. I've got the DVD. We can watch it sometime. No, Christopher. I'm okay. I don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's already suffered enough. He's yeah. seen it once. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about the Muppets movies. We all know time... For the kangaroo jacks of the world. That is we true. We watched the Muppets, M- Muppet movies. Three we of those. Did. Yeah. I was kind of scared for Darcy one. going in. Oh, we did. I was kind of scared for Darcy going in because <laughs> of her crippling fear of puppets and Muppet-like creatures. I, I just genuinely find them terrifying. It's, I remember the, a memory that I had when I was like really really young it's one of the first things that I ever think about when like the Muppets and things come up um, so I was staying up really late one night and bearing in mind I'm probably only about 8 or so and the, like the Muppets were on TV but it's just Kermit standing in front of like you know like a normal like set of like red curtains you know like, on the stage or whatever and he's talking but his eyes because they don't move they're just staring into my soul and I think I've just been scared of him ever since <laughs> it's really stupid and also, I think Scream was on that night, so that didn't help. But, um, <laughs> I just, I hate it. And then when I moved out and um, a couple of years ago and I lived with our mate Connor and he brought home a fucking life-size Kermit the Frog. It was more than life-size, it was human-size. Oh, yeah. It was... Yeah, it was... That's a big one. Oh, sorry, yeah. Life-size to a six-foot human, not to Kermit the Frog. Jesus Christ. Literally, when he brought it home, I actually felt like crying. <laughs> I hated it. And then he used to put it in the window for me to see when I got home. <laughs> and he'd leave it in the kitchen sometimes. And like, I used to um, play around with it. Like, I'd be, like, getting him to like, eat cereal and shit just to try and not be as scared of him because he was terrifying. And he's six foot or something. It was horrible. He's not that big. Come on. It's like three foot. But still, I um, if Connor still has him... I hope he doesn't. <laughs> Have you ever yeah. seen The Dark Crystal? No. But isn't yeah, that got uh, creepy puppets in it? I was going to say, I wouldn't recommend that because I think you'd actually <laughs> like, cry. <laughs> that would shatter your world yeah. if you saw The Dark Crystal. 
Yeah, because like I didn't like that movie though. Is it got Jim Henson puppets in it? Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah. seen mm-hmm. this since I was a kid. But that actually really freaked me out. Oh, there we go. I can't. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm fine with puppets and muppets and stuff, but that like really creeped me out. This just oh, yeah. I just can't do it. The eyes—they're all dead behind the eyes. And Gonzo is the worst for it. Like out of the muppets, he is the worst one because his eyes are like not like wide, but like wide, wide. <laughs> um, Those are also like you know hand puppets. Like you put your hands inside of them and you make them move yeah right Whereas, i do appreciate that though i don't i don't know that like the dark crystal is that i think it's a bit i think it's like more marionette type stuff <clears throat> well not marionette no it's I think not it's, marionette uh, a bit of both. it's like it's a bit yeah it's a bit of both though i mean i don't really like the dark crystal movie but i did um i don't know if you guys saw the, the show i know prop darcy hasn't um no, but the show seen. was on netflix age of resistance that was like it was pretty good honestly and in terms of like a visual <clears throat> a visual feast probably one of the uh maybe the best looking show i've ever seen yeah I would i've heard it's it. really good i keep meaning to watch it but i need to rewatch the film mm. first because i don't really remember it at all yeah i also watched the documentary that they made um that for like the making of the show which just you know, heightens the appreciation for it so much. And I, I don't know if they're going to make a second season. I would like them to make a second season. I don't think the show was like amazing, but I think technically it was amazing. Um, yeah. I would like to see more of it. And it just kind of puts into perspective when you watch the documentary, just how much work and effort goes into it. Cause I guess, I guess that's why they have, there's been no news on a second season is because it does take so much money and, and just a lot of effort. I'm guessing this is all like puppet stuff as well. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I can I can only assume that because when it comes to like those forms of creativity, it's always like stop motion with like clay and Mm. things and like puppets. They always seem to be the most time consuming to like make or create anything. Yeah, it's also the Jim Henson company. They're doing. They they did the show. They probably got their toes in quite a bit of water as well. I wouldn't be surprised if there was another series but i also wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't because it must be like so expensive and i don't think it was that successful and it'll probably take a really long time it might sort of lose traction i feel it could it it might not but like that um that green eggs and ham series that netflix did where that was like super super expensive to make and they did green light a second series but it's been like two or three years now and I don't think it's actually going to happen which is a shame because I really mm. loved that first yeah series. I remember watching it I didn't finish it though we watched it yeah you didn't really care about it that much but I was super into it no I I've never really like read the Dr. Seuss books or like really cared about that kind of thing so it didn't really like hit me like it would have like you if that makes sense but no I liked it but it was just um, yeah. it's not something that I would go and visit because it's not really something that I feel nostalgic to or feel any personal sort of connection with. That's fair. I just put it on in the background while I was doing like washing or something, but I wouldn't actually yeah. watch it. Um, going back to the topic, do we have any like memories watching the Muppets? Do we, any of us like, have actual like connections to the Muppets movies or um, show or anything? The Christmas no. movie. Yeah. It, it is a staple in the couch household. Yeah. Um, it's one of those films that uh, it, it we it's kind of the film for everyone, so to speak. You know, like the 
when they say it's like inoffensive and a family film, I like truly believe that the Muppets are like that. Like, I could imagine my grandparents coming over and we'd all just like watch the Muppets. We obviously have never actually done that, but us as a four directly, like my direct family, um, we watch the Muppets Christmas Carol every year. And I think it would just be blasphemous not to watch it at this point because I'm going to start watching it with my family. And yeah. And hopefully it will go on, but maybe they'll hate it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, my my parents, I think, I think the Muppets originally aired when they were like late, like early teens, maybe like late kids age. So like they had like a lot of memories with it as well. So they kind of passed me, passed it down to me. So I did grow up with all the like Muppet movies and like the TV show and everything. So I am a huge fan of the Muppets, although I think everything they've done over the last like decade has been shockingly bad. <laughs> like I have a lot of love for just the franchise and the characters, so I was kind of excited when it came up on the wheel. Mm. I mean, I have a brief sort of connection in regards to like the Treasure Island movies because I remember watching that a couple times as a kid, but obviously like the the older I've grown up, the I guess the more I'd forgotten it, or the the bigger gap between watching the films back to back, because I just just kind of straight past me. But I remember sitting with my like family watching it. But to be honest, that film has got nothing on Christmas Carol. So I have no nostalgia for the Muppets. I didn't grow up watching the Muppets, so I think this might be like the first time I've actually seen a Muppets movie in full. Oh, oh really? wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're ubiquitous in culture, right? But yeah, So yeah, I always yeah. knew about them. Um, but no, I never delved into them until uh, just the other day, I guess, when we watched these three movies. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So should we just uh, jump into the films we picked then? We may as well. Let's do it. We we picked The Muppets Take Manhattan, and we picked uh, the, the Muppet Christmas Carol, and also Muppet Treasure Island. And Chris picked the first one. Take it away. Yeah. I picked The Muppets Take Manhattan from 1984, directed by Frank Oz. I picked this one because this was like always the one I loved the most out of like the old like pre Christmas Carol ones like all the ones that they made while Jim Henson was actually still alive and was like voicing some of the characters um the film is basically it's about the muppets they graduate from a college and they decide that they want to take um a musical that Kermit has written that they're all a part of to New York City to put it on Broadway but when they get there they realize that that isn't as easy as it sounds so kermit and miss piggy both get like just like part-time jo- or full-time jobs like just working at shit places in new york the other <laughs> characters kind of all drift away as kermit goes around broadway trying to find a producer who will actually be willing to take on the play that's like the rough story it's like a very very loose story i think um more so than any of the previous like the early muppet movies a lot of the pre-christmas carol ones almost kind of feel like the muppet tv show where it's just kind of a bunch of like comedy sketches with like a loose plot kind of tying it all together and i feel like that this film definitely 
does that. I don't feel that. I think it actually has a plot. It makes sense. It does to have me. a plot, but I definitely think there's a lot of like bits where it does kind of just feel like the film only exists because they wanted to put that joke in. And then there's a couple bits where I don't think they fit in the film at all. But yeah, what yeah. do we think of Muppets Take Manhattan? Um, the stupid fun. I think, to be honest, in terms of like the Muppets, I think there's only so much seriousness you can take from it, if that makes sense. Like, for me, it was just, I just had a laugh with you guys, to be honest. I think it's just one of them things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't really care for it uh, personally. I thought it was quite meandering, and yet the the fact that it it's not really reliant on that much of a plot going on, it's more to do with like, I guess the amount of jokes they can tell. But I wasn't yeah. really finding a lot of it very funny. It was very hit or miss. The comedy, um, most of it, in fact, probably didn't work for me. And I, when you don't have that, I guess you you're more reliant on the characters and the story that's being told. I didn't. I mean, I hate to be a downer, but I didn't really care for the story that was being told. It's very basic. It's like, well, we're yeah. going to take this show and we're going to put it on Broadway, as if I've never seen that before. Um, yeah, it's not very original. give up in like 15 minutes. They're like, oh, this is too hard. We'll all go our separate <laughs> ways. We'll go and do jobs at like a, a cafe in a, a department store. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't care. I don't really care much for the characters. And I think a problem I have is if you're not acquainted with these characters, like I'm not, I mean, I know the basic, you know, they're the Muppets, you know, we all know the Muppets, but that's about as much as I know the Muppets. I don't know, like, because they're playing themselves. I, guess, you know, I mean, they're puppets, right? But like, they're playing themselves. Whereas in the other ones, they're playing like characters. Um, but with this, I think it's, it might rely a bit too much on you already knowing who the characters are because it doesn't really flesh out the characters as much as I would have personally liked. I yeah. don't understand why like Kermit and Miss Piggy love each other. I only know that they do. And I, I already knew that, but like that's not enough really to like say, you know the Muppets. So just go on board with it. But I'm I'm kind of not. Yeah, throughout I, the, most of it, I don't really, I don't care because it's more of a vehicle to push these jokes that they have, and I, I think it, it does try mo first and foremost to be a comedy. Where I don't feel like it really succeeds. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was, I'm just sitting on the um the sentence about um how you have to know the characters already, and I feel like that that's definitely true because although I. I've, I've, I mean, I've watched like the Christmas Carol like a thousand and one times, but they're not playing them in that in that film. If that makes sense, I mean, I don't know why Mrs. Piggy and Kermit are together. I just kind of went into it knowing that they're together. I, I don't question it too much because it's obviously the Muppets. I, why am I going to question it? But it actually does bring up a good point. Like you do need to have some sort of innate knowledge of like who they are and what they're about, especially like. You're supposed to know that Kermit's meant to be like the born leader of the group, that kind of thing. Like, oh, Mrs. Piggy, she's like self-centered, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to know these things about them before going into it, and that's why, like, the jokes and things are meant to be centered around their characters. But if you don't know their characters, then it kind of doesn't make any yeah. sense. 
Yeah, and if I knew Max had like literally like zero connection to the Muppets at all, I wouldn't have picked this movie. Yeah, I would pick. I just the kind first of assumed one. that it's something that like everyone kind this of. This is it. Knows. We, we all just assume that everybody knows everything about the Muppet, and to be honest, I don't think we know anything about them. Really? Except for me. <laughs> How did they get together, Chris? I'm, I'm you curious, have watched it? the Muppet movie in which they show their origin story. No, I need to remember it. <laughs> they meet. Wow. They meet. Brilliant. <laughs> See you. <laughs> X-Men Origins Muppets. I'd be up for that. So in the Muppet movie, Kermit is just like on a lily pad in a swamp singing Rainbow Connection with his mm-hmm. little banjo and some random guys like happens to be on a boat in the swamp for some reason. And he's like, hey, I'm a big-time Hollywood producer. You should come um, meet me in LA and I'll sign you or something. So then he decides to go on like a road trip, but he can't drive or anything, so he's just wandering around. And along this trip, he meets the Muppets. Oh, and damn. he gets to LA, meets this big-time producer, who's played by... Um, I know they meet a different producer who's played by Orson Welles, who loves them, and then that's it. That's their origin, I guess. I mean, I was talking about the origin about Kermit and Miss Piggy, but that kind of does make sense. Yeah, they it? meet along they the meet. way. There's, there's... Do you not remember the bit where you found Chris, it really Chris, funny? Chris, talking to where... me, mate. Okay, there was a bit that you found really funny. Right. Where what was uh, it? Miss Piggy's like a performer at this place. Like All these men are like, whistling and like wooing because she's on stage and she looks into the crowd and sees Kermit and like they zooms into each other's faces as they like instantly fall in love (laughs) (laughs) I love it Um, (laughs) but I mean it's just stuff like that isn't it like I feel like if you don't know that I mean actually it doesn't really like change too much about the whole story or anything but i feel like you do miss out a little bit on that whole like personal touch i feel like i feel like you you're not as connected to it like i think max could have left the room for 20 minutes and it would have been exactly the same if he you know what i mean like if he just left for like an hour do you know what i mean it doesn't matter yeah yeah there as max said there's like a very very loose story here i think there definitely is a story there um, but I, def- I don't think it's the strongest part of the movie. It's very, it's loose, it's not super original, and it does kind of just seem to be there as like, just kind of the placeholder to fit in a bunch of jokes. I also personally don't care about the story that's being told in terms of how I relate to the characters. I don't no. care if they do this show, and I don't care when Kermit loses his memory. I thought to myself, he could never find the other Muppets again, and I wouldn't care. <laughs> he could stay in that soap he, business for the rest of I his mean, life. You know, Kermit gets decked. <laughs> he he gets yeah. fucking slammed down by a taxi as he's crossing the road because he's yeah, not he's like where really he's going. excited because like the play is going to be made. Like he's got a producer, he's going to make it, and he walks outside and instantly gets hit by a car. I'm sorry, but the visual of that was really funny because yeah. it was just like this little tiny frog puppet leaning like on its mm. side. I remember as a kid, <laughs> that, was that really good. upset me. I was like, "What the fuck? They've killed Kermit." <laughs> it was yeah. so funny. <laughs> so I thought. I thought. Yeah, like we're back to like, oh, he's he's dead. He's just got his play made, and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like 
it's it's like inside Lewin Davis, but like worse than with Muppets. <laughs> is um, I actually I just, really like I just got thinking like, well, so yeah, he's got in, um, he's got this amnesia, and it's very strange to me how the doctor says you've you've got amnesia, my friend, and he's like, oh, that's I don't remember getting amnesia, and then she's like. Oh, do you remember maybe who you are? Perhaps I looked around one time, but I didn't find anything. And Kermit's like, "I've I've no idea." She's like, oh, "Be on your way then." And she just sends him off out into the, <laughs> the great wide world, knowing absolutely nothing about himself, and just that's that's fine. I did. I did. But I was yeah, also thinking. Like, she was like, "There's no hope for you." She's like, "The best thing you can do now is go out there and start a new life as a new man." I was like, "Great." What a hero! He has, he has no idea about his bank accounts he has no idea about if he has a job does he have a cv um does he yeah, have does a he house have a does he have a home does he have a family yeah, true. he has no idea so he just walks out i mean he gets a job like immediately which is also quite unrealistic um yeah he walks into an ad agency accidentally um trying to find like this job office <clears> and they basically hire him straight away because I mean, they're all like super incompetent, and he like has an idea, which isn't very good. <laughs> and they're all like, "This is amazing!" You're telling me we can just make slogans about what the product does? Oh my uh-huh. god! <laughs> uh-huh. Corporate jabs, love it. And they're all frogs as well. Yeah, so they, they all have he's a rhyming frog, names. Nepotism. Bill, yeah, Bill Gill, and, and Jill. Phil and Pill and Jill and Gill and. <laughs> All those crazy characters who I didn't really care for. Um, I like that they were kind I mean, of... They were fine, honestly. They were, they were fine. They were whatever. Yeah, yeah but, they're but, all like cardboard cutouts. None of them have any personality, yeah. but that's kind of the I, point. Yeah, I was going like to say that is the point. They're incredibly dry and boring. I like the fact that they were kind of blue as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking, this is Kermit's life now, and I that's fine. I thought So what over, if he never finds the Muppets? It, so what if he yeah. doesn't do the play? Why would because Max I don't give think they frick? set up this play enough. I don't care about the play. I don't. I, I've never seen the play. I don't think. Do they show it at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, but um, they don't yeah, show briefly. all of it. I don't. I don't remember. Well, I, I, that was what I was thinking. I didn't remember. I was like, Did they show this play? Is this yeah, what I'm supposed to be like, like engaged that. with? Yeah, they showed like the end dance or something, and then they were like, "Oh, it was so good. You should take it to Broadway." And they were like, "Take it to Broadway? Yes, we will." Easy. Yeah. yeah, like it's and then just there's that, like that musical number. You can't take no for an answer, where they're like Ooh. going yes. around, like trying to get their play made, and every producer saying no. You can't take no for an answer. No, it's no, kind no, of no, like no, a no. poorly titled song, considering mm. after that song they all give up and move away. It's just a, yeah. it's just a bit of a sketchy song, I would say. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you need it in context, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. <laughs> within context it's just really really mm. funny it just made me like do a double take like this is a song <laughs> it's not like the only I thought I found that to be quite inappropriate in I guess this day and age when I'm watching it but I mean it is obviously based in context and what they're trying to do 
but then like also there there was like a part where they go to see an agent and all he can talk about is like how many shootings there are in America and he's like yeah. you should add a shooting to this uh, I, I thought that was quite strange yeah because like, like, <laughs> Kermit's like I want to make a, a musical all about New York and he's like oh so with car chases and shootings oh right yeah I remember <laughs> he's like no it's going to be like a, a happy musical with nice people he's like so there's not going to be any shootings <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird like there were quite a few weird things in that film that were like really like sketchy like when um the dog what's his name scooter or something i don't know is working at the um the dog pound and this guy comes in with his dog and he's like oh you can speak chinese fluently and all he's saying is like random words I thought it was he's weird. He's like talking in like baby language. Yeah, like to his dog. Gaga goo goo baby language to his dog that he's giving to the to the Muppet. And he's like, oh, you, you won't have daddy to give you washy scrubby. And then the, 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 the Muppet says, oh, very impressive. You speak Chinese like a native. <laughs> and, and then uh, Max rewound it and wrote I the note to, down. Yeah, I had to <laughs> rewind it and I had to write that exact quote down. Because it, it stood out to me. It was very strange, I thought. It was really weird. In a kid's movie. It was unnecessary, I felt like. It was not a line that needed to be done. No. You could have just done the whole film without that line in it. Yeah, but it was the 80s. Times were different back then. <clears throat> I think you guys found this a lot funnier than I did. To a point to like you were laughing out loud. I yeah. honestly just stone faced, just couldn't take <laughs> okay, a single what? word of it. In. <laughs> it like, uh, I don't like the um, who is it? Who's the Muppet who's got like the eyebrows and the mustache? It's like really big. I don't know. You guys really liked him, it seemed. And he just like spouts like a bunch of incoherent babble. Oh, he just the like chef. says, like, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, the chef um, one, the Swedish the chef. Hurdy, hurdy, yeah. chef. I love the Swedish show. Every time he talked, you guys burst in, like you guys were in tears. Yeah. Yeah, howling you were. I was like, what? Gets me every time, except for in Treasure yeah. Island. That was the bit where like neither of us laughed at him. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't, nah, we'll get to that, but he wasn't funny. <laughs> Sorry, it's just. <laughs> but that's, you that's got like those two guys who are like. Yeah, I think it's, it is very subjective. That's the power this is, of the I, Swedish I chef. <laughs> there's those two guys who are always like together. Who there's two Muppets who are like old. They oh. like say like they break the fourth wall every so often. Yeah, and I didn't really care for that. They said like, oh, I've I've got two tickets, implying that they've got tickets to like the play. It's like I've got two tickets for the next train out of here, and you guys burst into it. Like <laughs> you, you were howling, you you were loving it, you were clapping, you were screaming. <laughs> oh, I, I, I wish I was out of here. Okay, <laughs> I think part of the reason I um. I laugh at when they make those jokes is because I feel like it's quite relatable to like almost the experience of like the room almost like um I know we're not at that point of the podcast yet but they said something in the in the Treasure Island movie that made me laugh because it was like such a relatable mood and it was about the film and I was like it's so true but I mean that's why that's I found a thing it funny. that I don't really appreciate though when you make jokes about things like this movie sucks, right? 
And, you know, it, it, maybe it doesn't, but it's like it's calling attention to that fact where it's like kind of mm. giving itself like a pillow to like. Uh, oh, like, like, a, like, you know, you know, it sucks, but it's funny. It, it's, it kind of sucks. Right. And I'm like, yes, but perhaps you could have made it better <laughs> instead of yeah. telling that joke. You got the, the um, Pete, Pete, the chef who's at the, the cafe. He's like Russian, I think. He's supposed to be Russian. <laughs> I thought this must be like a Italian American. Like people the, is people. Like a really borderline racist like Italian stereotype. Really? I, I didn't hear Italian yeah. I though. Russian I got more Russian as well. I definitely got more Russian. Because he's, he was like, they, don't, they don't know how to like do it's like uh, make that plausible, I guess. So they just go, well, maybe you should just put on an accent and you know, start yeah. every sentence with is. Like, oh, it's cheese, it's, it's rats, is bean soup, peoples, is peoples, <laughs> and all this. I, I didn't really care for any of it, him at all. It, I, I, didn't, I didn't like him. He was I'll ridiculous, say. And I don't to think his, I mean, his accent, fine, whatever. I mean, maybe his accent was pretty bad because obviously we can't differentiate between if, it, if he was trying Italian, to do, go yeah. Russian or Italian, which are very distinct uh, languages in terms of like the the dialect. I think. I think maybe they were going for like vague European. Do you no, know what I mean? Like I they, they can't, going, can't offend everyone mm-hmm. at once. I was only going for like Italian because like, I feel like when I think of New York, I think of like Italian chefs and that sort of thing. Like, yeah. In like small, like gritty places like this like a pizza shop or something like that just like lady in the tramp I mean, yeah. vibes but this was no lady in the tramp i'll agree though yeah i kind of i was like taken aback i was like is he supposed to be russian i thought like because it is new york and it's that kind of setting and you expect more to do with the italian americans but it's not it's russian it just yeah, straight I, up is. I, I don't think it is italian in any sense at all no it didn't sound anything like an italian guy it just sounded like Someone who was doing a Russian accent, but then just talking a load of nonsense. Like, it kind of gives me, and this is going to sound awful, right? But Lady Gaga, House of Gucci, terrible um, accent vibes. Like, her accent in that is awful. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I've seen enough From of the, the advert to know. <laughs> mm. The trailer. Oh my God, I just called it an advert. The advert for that movie. Where apparently she's supposed mm. to sound Italian, but she sounds Russian. That's what yeah, her voice coach also, said. They they also I think they spend a lot of time at this cafe, but I also I think it's quite a drab location. Nothing and happens that's there. That's kind of really. something I would say for the movie overall is that I don't really care for the visual style of it. I think that the these Muppets as characters they're very colourful and they're very vibrant in in terms of just the, the colours that they have on on them. They are well-designed puppets, you know, they they are really good, but that's, like, it in terms of vibrance and in terms of, like, c- cinematography, I suppose. It's just like, we'll put the Muppets in there and that's colour, but, like, the rest of the locations, I didn't really care for really any of them. The cafe is quite drab. Yeah. The, the offices that they go into are quite uh, stale and just, yeah, just a lot of browns, a lot of washed-out colours. I think some of that might be intentional because, like, New York's one of those places where it 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 can be quite like dirty. I feel like it does a good job of really um, not glossing it up or making it look glamorous, like a lot of films do. It kind of like shows how gritty and grimy and 
just like drab a lot of it can be and i think kind of the point is that the muppets are like these bright colorful things that are completely contrasting just how gross everything else looks well then i would like a bit more emphasis on perhaps their colors in in terms of like a contrast to new york as a setting because i wasn't really getting much from that um i think more i don't know if it's fair to compare it to something like i don't know mary and max where they portray new york as something like quite vile and disgusting in that um whereas like they use color quite well in that to to contrast or maybe even something like Taxi Driver, which is like far and away from this movie, I suppose. But I just, yeah, I don't know if I can really give it a pass on that because I just, I, I really wasn't vibing with the the overall palette. Of if it. I'm honest, it could have been set in any city in America and it would have <clears> felt exactly the same. Like I didn't really get any of the distinct like New York feel oh, city of dreams though city of dreams yeah like I, I totally get that you know it's supposed to have like that broadway strip and all that kind of stuff but honestly it could have been anywhere in america and i would have just gone okay it just didn't Absolute i don't know it just didn't feel anything setting yeah i mean yeah it might be to do with the fact that you didn't see a lot of the externals of like where they were apart from this one cafe that they're in like all the bloody time yeah, maybe Bill's. I know it's really expensive to film in New York, so maybe they maybe they didn't. Had to, yeah, maybe they had to use somewhere else that was kind of similar. I know there's definitely the bit where they film in, um, I think it's Central Park, where they like out for a mm-hmm. run there. Oh yeah, that part where Miss Piggy is actually played by a person when she's skating. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> that was terrifying. To yeah, be so, um, it was quite horrifying. Yeah. Miss Piggy has her bag stolen by some guy, and she's like steals someone's skates and starts chasing after him. And like, there's li- these like far out shots of like her on these skates, and it's clearly a person in a Miss Piggy suit. It's so scary. It's so creepy. (laughs) It's hilarious. Because it just looks so off. It does look really weird. Obviously, the Muppets normally move quite jankily because they're puppets so like seeing like their uh, her arms like swinging like she's an actual person it just looks so weird <laughs> and it's like really odd because she's obviously tried to duck a little bit to look shorter so she looks like mm. the same height but it just looks really like munchkin-esque and weird <laughs> it's really really terrifying trying to make her look smaller i suppose but yeah <laughs> yeah it doesn't really help it doesn't really work because <laughs> um, it just just looked like a person in roller skates. Here's here's a Miss Piggy costume to wear, and we'll, I guess they're trying to rely on also its like depth of field as well. Yeah, because of I like they're trying to fix she's it far away. away yeah. She looks smaller, but it, I mean, it doesn't quite work. No, it doesn't. <laughs> they do that with um. There's only a small scene where uh, Kermit's like saying goodbye to Miss Piggy on the train, and like he's he he's a quite a small character, but like he has to be able to reach the window to say goodbye to her. So like they have to do like a close up shot of him saying goodbye, but it just looks really strange because he's clearly not supposed to be that tall. Yeah, because the windows are quite high up on the carriage as well. Mm. So how tall must he have been? About five foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like um, that song in that scene, the saying goodbye song. When everyone like leaves, it's just Kermit in Manhattan. <laughs> I 
don't even remember Oh, my it. God. If I honest. forgot there were songs in this movie. Yeah, I actually yeah. completely forgot because all the songs like are the kind songs. of crap, to be honest. I'm um, sorry, I don't remember any of them. Yeah, I don't I don't like the songs. I mean, I, mean, the, I don't hate the songs, but the I don't three, like them. they're not the worst. But they're <laughs> yeah, definitely no, not the best. No. I wouldn't say this has really great songs, but I do like them. There's that like bit where um there's like this random Muppet baby section where like oh, Miss yeah. Piggy's like, Oh, what if we met when we oh. were babies or something? It's like a completely pointless section where she's got her own musical number, which is like some rock song or something yeah, where like- she's singing about how she's like still a diva even though she's a baby. Yeah, like And I like that song. I mean, I didn't like it because it was just really repetitive. Like it was just the same like verse. It did go on over long. again. Could and I was like, oh okay. Learn. I like the um I actually quite like the baby puppets though, apart from Kermit when he was on that rocking horse. That was terrifying. But I actually <laughs> thought they were quite cute. Like little baby puppets. Yeah, it was puppets. really pointless though. It did seem like they were They were like, shoehorning it, weren't they? Up. They were trying to fill the time. Yeah. But no, I mean, it, it seemed like they were trying to set up a Muppet Baby spin-off because they did a cartoon Muppet Baby show not long after this movie. So it yeah. did seem like they were trying to, almost like a backdoor pilot sort of thing. Yeah, they were like, oh, well, let's shove this in here so there's an excuse to push it out. I mean, fair enough to mm. them, to be honest. Yeah. No, I don't think it is fair enough because <laughs> in a movie that's already kind of taking its time with a plot that's very loose um, to shoehorn in this scene that has nothing to do with anything it's completely unnecessary I found to be kind of a waste of time they could have got rid of it looking directly at me and saying you have to sit here and watch this it's very it it, it annoyed me it really annoyed me they they could have easily have not put that in I feel like I don't know just the only reason they could get it in was because Miss Piggy fell asleep. Really? She was chatting two seconds ago. <laughs> I like the Together Again song that opens the movie. Together again. Back at the end. Oh, I don't remember it's how it went, musical. to be honest. I just remember the the ding, 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 because Kermit kept doing that when he lost his memory, and he kept clicking the glasses going ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Probably not in that tone, because yeah. I can't remember how it went. That was all right. I didn't mind that, but he's kind of, it's kind of saying like the, the, the rhythm was always within him. He's a Muppet at heart. You know, yes. he's got the, the songs within him. He just doesn't know it. He's got and the he's song d- in his heart. Doing, he's, yeah. <laughs> if you've got a song in your heart, you can never fail. That's, That's the true. real message of the, the Muppet <laughs> Manhattan movie. Yeah. I really like <laughs> the, um, the puppet tree throughout. I think uh, it's like a lot of oh. actually like really impressive shots where they're like showing the puppets moving without like showing any of the strings or anything. And it's probably like mechanical like stuff, but I think it, a lot of it looks really cool. Like you got that scene where um all the rats are cooking in the kitchen and they're like <laughs> spinning around and like doing all this crazy shit. And I thought all of that actually looks quite impressive. I like when they're swimming in yeah. the in the soup. Yeah, there's a guy. One of the rats is like standing on a burger that's on a fryer and he's like skating it around yeah that was cool yeah I, I agree I really like the puppetry I like that the, the rats were scatting in the kitchen yeah. always yes. a good bit of scat um, that scat song apparently rat, is called rat scat dance the rat scat that's dance nice. I'm a big fan 
awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, I know I've been fairly negative on it, but I always appreciate, you know, really good poetry and I can't take that away from them at all. They're really talented people who are not only like working the puppets, but also like the design of them. I find really, really good. Yeah, they're quite, they're quite cool. Um, despite the fact that I find them hella creepy, they're iconic. They're quite, they're quite nicely designed. Yeah. They have their very, very distinct look. Mm-hmm, they do. And they're all each look really different from each other as well. Yeah. It's the same with like Sesame Street as well, because they're all Muppets as well. They're all Jim Henson creations. Speaking of which. And they all <laughs> have their own unique looks and voices as well. Every single character has their own very weird, unique voice that sounds like no one else. Which you mm-hmm. hear at the wedding. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Big Bird, Bert and Ernie, they're all at the wedding. Except Big Elmo's Bird even doesn't there. talk. Elmo's not there. Elmo's oh, yeah, there. Elmo Elmo's at there? the back. He, was you, he? you didn't see him in the close-up when they showed the, 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 the Sesame Street Muppets, but he was there when it showed a wide shot of all the audience there, and you see Elmo yeah, in the back. I definitely did see it. Well, Elmo wasn't he even waves. a thing at that point. And I distinctly thought, that's Elmo. I didn't see but Elmo. tell me Elmo's not there. But he was there. He's, he's looking for Elmo right now in a picture. Oh, I can see Elmo. Where? Yeah, let's yes, see him. Yes, exactly. You're trying to tell me I'm a liar. Show Can't me, write. show me he's Elmo. Next Big Bird, right at the back. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was no, eclipsed I, by Big Bird. Yeah. I apologise. I I just assumed Elmo wasn't a thing at that point because I know he came about quite late. Aww. I like how Big Bird is like. Yeah. Just it's the first there. Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, though I didn't really care for the wedding at all because okay, it's 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 uh, what little plot there is is leading up to this big uh, performance, this play that they're putting on. But I mean, they they get to the play, and I guess they do maybe two minutes of the play, and then they don't end it, so we don't know what happens with the play, if it was well-received, if anyone saw it even. And then it just, like, it kind of blends into this wedding taking place between um, Kermit and Miss Picky. And I, did, I, was, I was just thinking, what, is this part of the play? Yeah, that's I that's kind of what they, they want us to believe, I suppose. But then it, the wedding happens and then it ends. Yeah, I definitely couldn't figure it out. Um, because so what, I know that... what was it all for? Yeah, because I know she brought it up when she was like, oh, Kermi, um, you said when the play got produced, we were going to talk about the wedding. And I was like, so is the wedding happening in the play? Or some, or is this just real life and they're just, they've just, like, you know how like um, the play's just sort of like dissolved and it's like, now this is real life. This is Kermit and Piggy getting married after the play. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So confused. Who knows? <laughs> and then it ends, yeah. Um, yeah, it just why ends. Did, why did Kermit invite those other Muppets to be in the play, like, the, the night of? They don't know what's going on. Yeah, I love okay. that. He was like, yeah. I know what's They're missing. Different. Muppets. Yeah, but I know he was like, oh yeah, Come we're on, all guys, different. So you can be part be of it. my play. Let's go. Like, yeah. Wait a I'd minute. I'd be like, what do you mean? <laughs> Kermit supports minorities and wants to put them to work. 
without no that sounds like slave labor without wait minorities <laughs> did he pay them to be in the play i don't think so no they just show up yeah i love that though yeah we're all different let's just go on the play and they're all like yeah as if like they're not just gonna go out there and just stand because they don't know what to do mm. so weird Oh, I've got a very small gripe, but it's something I feel I have to bring up because yeah, otherwise they get away with it, you know? There's like one of the Muppets is working at a cinema, then he talks to a guy at the back of the theatre <laughs> who throws a fish. He's, he's throwing <laughs> fish at the audience, but then like it cuts to a shot that shows the fish being thrown from the front of the theatre. <laughs> I was like, you, sne- you sneaky snooze. You thought you could get away with that. You thought I did, wouldn't notice that. I'm calling you out on it, Muppet Manhattan. So essentially, that, that is not okay with me. Yeah, like That's this man okay. must be able to throw at like he's boomeranging these fish. Yeah, he must be boomeranging <laughs> these fish because he's going from the back of the theatre and they're hitting the people <laughs> head on. This is mm. it. This is this is not acceptable. They didn't look like they were coming back around to him either. To be honest, <laughs> they weren't like, coming back t- around to him because they were hitting people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was what the point of the boomerang was, so he could throw him from the back it's, and they hit at the front. It's not a boomerang. He said they were They're boomerang fish. fish. Yeah, but they do no, come what? back around, so how does that make sense? How can they boomerang yeah. if they're not boomeranging? He, boom- he said they were boomerang fish, did he? Yeah, and they're he not boomeranging. He said they were boomerang fish. That's insane. Fish. That's such bullshit. I will not abide by this. There's no such thing as boomerang fish. You, there's no such thing. Okay, yeah, but- that's a, that sounds like a stupid, lazy way to say, look, I know we've got the Muppet at the back of the theatre. We've got to find a way to make him throw the, throw the fish head on. Well, I don't know. We'll just say they're the boomerang fish. Not on my watch. I do like the fact no. that it was meant to... They tried to make it kind of, like, scarier for the fish to be thrown at the audience because in the, in the film that they're watching, they go, here come the killer fish, and then there's just, like, these <laughs> random fish being thrown at them for like, no reason. It's, yeah, so it's 3D. It's 3D, so they think, wow, wow, this is really real. These boomerang fish. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else to add to the movie? Are we good to get to ratings? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm good to yeah. write. Should we rate this out of boomerang fish? Yes, it, ha- sure. it, it has to be boomerang fish. Yeah. Um, I'll admit this isn't the best Muppet movie in the world, but I have a lot of love for it. I really enjoy it. I do think the plot's very, very loose. Um, there's a lot of jokes that really don't hit at all, but I just enjoy these characters and enjoy spending time with them, and there is a lot I found really funny throughout. So I'm going to give it... Um, I guess eight boomerang fish out of ten. It's like a very low. It's like on the like bordering seven and eight. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it 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 just it takes its time with something I'm not all too keen on, and I mean it's not awful, but it's very middling. Um, so I'll give it five boomerang fish out of ten. I would say that 8 is quite a generous rating, to be honest, for this film. Um, But, I mean, if you enjoyed it that much, then I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I mean, I had quite uh, quite a bit of fun as well, actually. I thought some of it was actually really funny, but for, like, really stupid reasons, I suppose. Um, I don't know. Like Like I said earlier, I think it's just one of those things that... I think you just kind of have to have fun with it. It's not a overtly serious film. Like, I'm... 
I'm neither here nor here about it, so um, I'm going to give it six boomerang fishes out of ten. Cool, awesome, lovely. Um, one I picked was The Muppet Christmas Carol. It was uh, from 1992 and it was directed by Brian Henson. Um, it's about, you know, it's the Christmas, it's a Christmas carol with Muppets. You got Ebenezer Scrooge played by um, Michael Caine mm-hmm. and he's, uh, he's a bad man. Nobody likes him. He's, that's where we get the term Scrooge from. It was a um, story, obviously, uh, originally written by Charles Dickens. This is an adaptation of that. Uh, wherein, you know, he's he's a mean man and he gets visited by three ghosts. The ghost of Christmas present, past and future, but not in that order. Sorry. Um, and yeah, it's basically about him learning to be a better man on Christmas. Mm. So I thought this was like the best movie ever. I It's not. <laughs> I would like to say, though, just before we start talking about this, that I think is absolutely blasphemous because <laughs> if Max hadn't picked it, I know I would have picked it, but I still think it's blasphemous that it's not even December yet and we've already watched the bloody Christmas film. Who yeah, cares? that's why I didn't pick it, because I didn't want to pick a Christmas movie. Yeah, I only let it slide because I love this film so much. Otherwise, I would yeah, have been very angry. I only let it slide because we're like a couple, like a week or two away from December. Oh, don't. It was like when my boss played Christmas music today. She plays all all the classics, right? And then she gets to like the Justin Bieber mistletoe and the Ariana Grande Christmas songs. And then the Coldplay one comes on and she goes, Alexa, skip. And I thought, I'm going home. <laughs> it had that sort of energy where it's just, it's just not right. I just don't think watching a Christmas film before December should be legal. But You're both weak. You're both very weak. And let it slide. Did you? You let it slide that I picked this movie. This is my recommendation. I picked this movie. We were going to watch it no matter what. There's nothing you could say that would deter me from watching this movie. I I picked this movie because I've heard like really good things about it. Yes. I've people love this movie. It's like one of the best movies ever made. Apparently. Yes. I'm just saying it was pretty good. I actually quite liked it, but it's not the best thing in the world for me, um, I don't think. No. And maybe there is an element of nostalgia here that r- you need to rely on heavily if you're going to enjoy this movie to the mm. degree that people seem to. Maybe, I feel like that <laughs> probably is a lot of people's enjoyment of the movie, to be fair. Uh, yeah, i got to admit, I've never really been a fan of The Christmas Carol like as the story, like as I've, um, I might have mentioned it before on the podcast, maybe not, but I know I've said it to you guys before. My dad watches like a rendition of Scrooge every year, and that is basically what A Christmas Carol was based on. And it's like one of the most, to be honest, it's one of the most boring stories out there. But there's something about the Muppets. They add their little songs and they do their little dances. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I really love the Christmas Carol story. I think it's a really, really great story. Um, I read the book as a kid and loved it. Um, I think this film, I'm not sure I'd say it's the most accurate to the book, but I think it captures the tone of the book better than any other adaptation I've seen of it. Like, I feel like a lot of adaptations either try to be too wholesome or try to be too dark and creepy. Mm. Whereas I feel like this film kind of captures 
like that perfect middle ground that the book definitely has. Like a lot of the film is really sweet and it's funny and it is wholesome, but there's definitely darker elements in it, especially when you get into the like the ghost of Christmas yet to come later on. Um, and that's something that I do really appreciate about the film. Yeah, I mean, I will also disagree with you, Darcy. I quite like the story of A Christmas Carol. Damn. It's quite simple. It's quite basic. But I like the messaging. I like yeah. that it tells the story of a man who's quite disenfranchised with Christmas. Um, and it's not really... Yeah, it's about Christmas, but you could apply it to a lot of things. You could, It's also yeah. about just trying to be a better person and not trying to let hate cloud you and who you are. And um, I guess just being nicer to people overall, I think. I really like the messaging of the story. And I do think it's told pretty well in this movie. My my biggest gripe, I suppose, would be that I don't think it, it lets... It, it, it has enough room to breathe because... Mm. It's quite short. It's relatively short, yeah. the movie. Um, and I think that I don't really buy the character's uh, eventual turn to, like, he sees the light and now he's going to be a, a, a good guy. You know, that's fine. I wish it, perhaps I w- wish it would have been a bit longer uh, to flesh out, I, I suppose, why he's feeling that he's now decided. Yeah, I'm. Um, I like Christmas now, you know, because it is it, for me. It's quite quick. It's mm. quite a quick kind of snap. It's like, I guess you're right. I guess Christmas is cool, <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah, it does give you that kind of feeling that he's an older man as well, and I feel like you're pretty set in your ways at that point. So I feel like has no one ever tried to convince him before, or is it just one of those like? He's so no, well, shit I, scared, I, I, you know what I mean? I got that from the movie as well. I was like, clearly nobody has actually even tried to yeah, because, sway him. Because he didn't even... He was like, well, people play games Yeah, he didn't Christmas, even try. When like, the ghost takes him to like a Christmas and his family are there. And I think it's his um his nephew. And he's like, people play games at Christmas? I'm like, this is clearly not a man who hates Christmas. It's clearly a man who's perhaps ignorant to what Christmas is and it's not that he's, he hates it at all so I, I kind of got the fact I kind of got this implication that nobody had actually tried or like he'd not made any kind of effort whatsoever to understand what Christmas yeah. is but like how could that even possibly happen with just this one guy yeah and and, at the, and like I said at the age that he is I just feel like yeah how does <laughs> how does that happen and how do you change someone's mind so quickly because usually when people uh, of his kind of character if they were as stubborn as he's made out to be it's not going to take one night for him to change his mind if that makes sense I obviously know that because of the story he kind of has hmm. to but do you know what I mean like it's just it's not something that you don't just turn around to like a to a guy who hates pineapples and go you like pineapples now and he goes yeah you're right I actually love pineapples now it's just it's just weird I feel like it's kind of a character who's very very set in his own ways and very much super super self-involved so he doesn't think about these things he never like stops to think about Mm. um, his past he never stops to think about how people around him kind of can like perceive him and how what he does affects other people because he just doesn't really care. He only thinks about himself. So I feel like a lot of what the film kind of shows is that 
it just kind of he just kind of needed to have all of that like shown to him for him to really understand that and kind of realize how what he's doing is bad and how he's just kind of just not living life how he should be but then that makes me question the people around him like has no one ever just gone up to him and gone scrooge mate you're being an absolute dickhead stop being a dickhead (laughs) they kind of show that everyone's kind of scared of him yeah yeah i mean but what's he gonna do chop off their faces i just (laughs) i mean I I, i totally get what you mean but i just kind of I just feel like it's a bit unnecessary in a way. He's like a rich and powerful man. Like, he could do a lot. Yeah, but he can't kill like, anyone. I mean, he could of, kill someone, but... He like, holds a lot of people's jobs like, in his hands that he constantly is like, seems like he could just take away from him at any point. All right, what about his nephew then? His nephew could have went in there and been like, you're being a dickhead, uncle. Stop being a dickhead. No, it's I'm just saying. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's more on like the side of like the actual story itself. I think. Um, yeah. This I feel to talk about positives. Perhaps um, stylistically, I thought there was a lot more to the direction here than in Muppet State Manhattan. It's got quite a distinct color palette. It's hey, more definitely. engaging. I think um, really good lighting. A lot of um, it feels very Christmassy. This is kind of what I want from like a, a, a Christmas movie in terms of like the yeah. vibe. You know, it's like a lot of um, like blues and a lot of uh, frosty colours. But also when you're inside, a lot of um, good like candlelight type uh, colours and like mm. a lot of like darker browns and oranges. I think makes the movie a lot more interesting and visually engaging. Yeah, and I especially love that quite early into the film, they really, really capture that like very cold and dirty look of like Victorian like, mm-hmm. London, like the streets and everything around like the characters, and even like some of the characters, they look very dirty and they look dusty, they look don't they? And yeah, dusty. And I think that really captures like kind of what I instantly think of when I think of that that time period. Yeah, I always think of like the dusty like coats and like almost like coal, like just like just dirt, just gritty. <laughs> that sounds so horrible, but that's literally all it was, wasn't it? Like it was like a working period, wasn't it? Where like everyone was working yeah. if you were like five and over pretty much. So it's and just, I, yeah. I really <laughs> love um a lot of like the set design and how like some of the buildings and stuff look it. A lot of them, especially when you go into like the past, they don't look real. They look almost like something you'd see like in a stage show or something. It looks really creative and almost cartoony in a way. I'll be honest, I didn't pay any attention to that kind of thing. I was too busy didn't jamming pay to, any the attention I was, to the was, wonderful <laughs> set design here. <laughs> so many people took just hundreds of hours to make, probably. I, yeah, I really loved all of that um a lot of great sets and a lot of i think they were able to showcase it in a lot of interesting ways because like you know the muppets themselves are quite small so you get like these angles that you wouldn't get if you were just shooting it like people Mm -hmm. and regular human height you get like this kind of imposing type of uh feeling when, when you shoot 
like a muppet, I suppose, when like a building behind them is very, it's a lot taller than you probably <clears throat> think if it was yeah, just well, uh, shot like a mid shot on a human's face. Yeah, I would like to know how they how they managed to to do that because obviously, yeah, they're like they're probably not even like a foot tall, are they? And then like the buildings, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of fascinating, actually. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, they've got like the people who are holding them. So like, I don't know how they do it. I've not really looked into it. Um, but like, I think I, I'm not sure if they would do it like the same way they do like the Dark Crystal show because that's more like they build a set and then the people are like underneath the set with yeah. like the hands of the puppet's ass. That oh, is right. a lot of what they do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's really, yeah. really impressive. It's that seamless, is actually that's honestly. a lot more impressive hearing that. And I, 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 I don't know about like you know the visual effects side of it so much, but I, I feel like they probably use CG to cut out people. But if they didn't, then like how the hell did they get some of these shots? It's like it's really good. It's yeah. really seamless. <laughs> Unless people are in like awkward positions, like just behind the camera, like just. <laughs> yeah, this was obviously like very very early days of CG, so I'm not sure how much of it. Is actually CG and more um, physical camera effects yeah. and stuff. But I imagine there's definitely some like the bits mm. where like you've got there's a scene where um, Kermit's like standing up and singing and looking at the sky, and like there's no no one around him. So I feel like that definitely must have been must have had a person cut out. Yeah, you could you could do that in like the um, the nineties, the early nineties. Um, I like I like when Kermit's it's like he's with Tiny Tim and he's coming yeah. back to his house all wholesome no, just singing a nice scat song just scatting along it's pretty epic to be honest I, I, d- like, I wow, do like this is, I this do is like awesome where we put the subtitles on and it would just say something like Kermit and Tiny Tim scatting and it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you made my day yeah that was actually, I think, I think the um, the relationship between that like whole family is like really, really sweet. I think it's actually my favourite part of the film. They're just so like quite wholesome, yeah. wholesome. Yeah, it's like yeah. really nice. The bit where Tiny Tim dies is like genuinely really, really sad. Do you know what? I actually, I actually tried not to cry because yeah. I was like, I'm not crying at the bloody Muppets movie. It's not happening. Yeah, the bit where he's like Kermit comes in, he's like, I found the perfect spot for him. It's yeah. like on the hill. By the ducks. He always loved looking at the ducks. And he couldn't even finish his sentence. So Miss Piggy's like, "Yes, he loved looking at the ducks." And I was like, "Don't cry, don't cry, <laughs> don't cry." It's a it's a Muppet film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't care for that at all. Oh <clears> no, I loved I him. <laughs> Tiny Tim dies. So what? Yeah, he was a sickly little child, but we barely knew him. They hadn't yeah, developed anything with that family at all. And that's another, yeah. you know, it's just goes along with like, yeah, but I, I guess know. just the story pacing <laughs> issues that I have with it. Um, yeah. It's not really for me. I, uh, I can't I understand didn't that. feel anything. Yeah, you <laughs> met him for like a second where he was like, God bless us, it's, everyone. Yeah, it's, it's like the like, principle okay. of like a dying child, I suppose. But I just, yeah. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know why it hit me because it's a, it's a bloody puppy. It doesn't even matter. I don't even know, man. It's so stupid. <laughs> Maybe I was just feeling the film because I don't really like this film. I can't stop laughing. I do like the part where um he's taken to see them by, I think it's the ghost of Christmas present. And he sees like, oh, 
Tiny Tim, he fades away, and Scrooge is like left to walk back into the like the darkness with the ghost of Christmas present. That looked really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. A lot of really good like visual kind of striking imagery, I think. Like there's um what is it? Like there's that line where he um the, the the two the two Muppets are always together and they say, Oh, expect the first ghost when the bell tolls one and the lightning strikes outside the house. It looks so cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was really cool. <laughs> when the like the entire room like yeah, lights, lights up. up. Yeah. yeah. The ghost Amazing, of Christmas yeah. past looks terrifying. He does. No oh, yeah. wonder Gonzo and Rizzo went off. Yeah. They were like, see you later, boys. And I was like, don't leave me here. As a kid, <laughs> that always creeped me out. And it looks so cool. It's like super eerie and ghostly. It does. Like, how did they... The, that like negative space in the middle, like, just is fascinating. Because like, I can't tell whether someone is inside it or whether it's like really tall and the person stops just as it goes to the face if that makes sense because obviously it doesn't have a face it's just like was this doll's face with like a floating glowing sheet around it oh you're talking about oh sorry i'm talking about the last one but yeah the first one she was terrifying as well she's like darcy before the present yeah that was like horrifying Fucking yeah. horrifying stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think all of the all the ghosts are kind of creepy. Like even that, even that second one who was like the cheery. I don't know. He was like a leprechaun man. Like, <laughs> yeah, come in and yeah. know me better, man. He it's was cool. Yeah. He was interesting. He's, he's very cool. I really liked him. <laughs> I like the fact he's huge as well. You know, when he died, that was quite set. Well, you know, well, I'm not sure if he died, but he was like. Um, I'm leaving. Uh. Yeah, he gets older and older <laughs> until he just like disappears. I feel quite I like sad. The, progression of that, the way yeah. they show it within the design of the the puppet, where he's like going grey, going progressively greyer as the present stops becoming the present, becomes the future. Yeah, it was really cool. Like I like that. I think what is it? Screw says he's like, uh, are you are you dying or something? I assume if he's dying. That was like kind of heart hitting because like oh. A lot of thematic resonance, I think, with yeah. like moving on uh, from like who you are in in the present and trying to better yourself. I think that ties in <clears throat> thematically. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, before the, you get old and die, the ghost of um, Christmas yet to come is really creepy. So yeah, it's that's like who I was like talking Grim about. Reaper esque character, literally, absolutely terrifying, and I. It's really I cool. Yeah, I, I really yes. like that. <laughs> it looks so good. It does. It really does. I love does. the way he comes into the film where like just the smoke just bellows out of nowhere and he just like kind of appears. Also like the fact that he obviously is not meant to speak, but I like the fact that the silence enough is just really like terrifying on its own because he's just like there like, this is me. I'm not going to speak. You're going to be scared, and I'm not even going to say a word. And I'm like, I love this. This is a kind of power move. Yeah, it's just like this blank kind of void in this yeah. decrepit, darkened sheet with like this hole in where a face is supposed to be. And I like that they decide not to give that one a voice uh, because I think, you know, what do you think about the future? Nothing's set in stone, and you can't really predict the future. Um, I don't think a more uh, thinking about like K 
chaos theory and all, all these things that you can't predict. So to give it a voice would probably take some of that away uh, to yeah. say, like, yeah, if, if, if he could tell him <clears throat> or if it could tell Scrooge what was going to happen, it would kind of defeat the point of the, the, the future element of it. Yeah, I kind of like, because especially that bit where he's like in the graveyard looking at his own tombstone and he's getting really frantic and he's like, just speak to me. And the, and he's just like, no. <laughs> I don't know. It's like really, like really eerie because it, it kind of just really shows that you just never, you, he can't tell you what's going to happen and he never will. Yeah. And I don't like that, but I love it. <laughs> But there's also that element of trying to change who you are as a person. There's an element of destiny in there and like kind of changing your own destiny and trying to be better, which I think is obviously the main theme of the movie is like change and like change, becoming mm. better, a better person and trying to see, you know, have something good within you to share with other people. Yeah, definitely. I think what sells a lot of this movie is Michael Caine who is fantastic in this movie. This is probably my favourite Michael Caine performance. I think he really, really nails the Scrooge character. But I think what makes the performance so great is just how dry and serious it is. Like, you would think a person acting in a Muppet movie would just act like he was in a Muppet movie, but he does act like he's in a serious adaptation of A Christmas Carol, as do, I think, like pretty much all the um, human characters. And I think that really helps sell the movie. I think it works so much better because it is kind of the serious adaptation with the Muppets kind of there to add a bit of comedy in there. And I think he just really fits in the movie. Yeah, well, personally, I don't think anyone plays... A London geezer better than Michael Caine. I don't think anyone yeah. else could have done it, in my opinion. I think it would have made it less a movie. Yeah, out of every like screen adaptation of um, Christmas Carol, I think he's probably played Scrooge the best. I'm sorry, Jim Carrey did it the best? Michael Caine played it the best. <laughs> <laughs> that Jim Carrey film fucking sucks. The thing is, I know I've seen it at least once, but I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so bad. <laughs> it's animated. <Yeah. laughs> That's it. Did you notice the use of Dutch angles when Scrooge wakes up and he starts yeah. like talking to the town? Sorry, the what? What the hell? What was that? Why did they do that? It was I very know. strange to me. You know, you use Dutch angles to, I suppose, convey a sense of unease or something's quite wrong. And I guess you could contribute. You could attribute that to this is different now, and he's he's a changed man. So it's all. It's quite strange that he's suddenly acting so nice to people. But at the same time, you know, that's quite a positive thing where I feel the Dutch angle is not supposed to convey that emotion. Yeah. So I don't know why they use it so much. It makes sense like at the beginning where like you first see him, he's walking through the streets of London and they're all singing the the song about him where <laughs> he's like supposed to be quite imposing and people are supposed to be kind of scared of him like walking around so for the film inept what is a dutch angle it's basically like just tilting the camera yeah it's like you take like a solid frame but you just tilt it a bit so it looks a bit angled and a bit off it's not lot level you know 
Cool. And, you know, sometimes I feel like the best Dutch angles are the ones that you don't notice. Yeah. That you just get that kind of feeling within you that something's off. That's that's the best use of a Dutch angle that I can think. But when it was used in here, I suppose I noticed it a lot. Um, I didn't really find much need for it to be there. <laughs> what did um, we think about the songs? Sorry, it, it hasn't really come up oh. yet. And I just want to say that I love them with all my heart. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I don't also remember them. Yeah. I don't remember them. What is no? it? Like? It's Christmas time. Or, no, I don't know. I don't know any. I don't remember any of the songs. Oh yeah, no, that's fair yeah. enough. Actually, yeah, maybe because we've seen it so many times. Yeah, I was like, like vibing along. Yeah, I was like I humming and the music tapping in this film. <laughs> I think it's easily the best um, music in any Muppet movie. Oh, hundred percent. I think every single song is really good. It's all written by, or at least all co-written by Paul Williams, who um, is like a long-running contributor to the Muppet franchise. He did a lot of the songs for the TV show and the first movie. Mm-hmm. And I think he did a really mm-hmm. great job with the music in the film. Yeah, I love the songs in this film. They're just so... There's something really like catchy about them, but that also could be down to the fact that we have obviously seen it a million and one times, so that probably yeah. is part of it. When I think of Christmas songs, these a lot of the songs in this are what same. I think of rather than... Like, <laughs> I think about the Marley and Marley song all the time. Yeah. I don't know what that's actually called, but that's what I'm going to call it. It's called Marley and Marley. Oh, because I, I, cause I don't know. Every time I think about that film, I just go, Marley and Marley. Ooh. <laughs> I think of I think um, the first song where they're singing about uh, Mr. Humbug. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That song's good as well, actually. Yeah. I mean, got I don't the, think there's a single bad song. Got the great though. line, um, no fleeces for us Mises. Oh, that that's it. Oh, like, that's it was no cheeses we like, for us Mises. Yeah, yeah that's no it. cheeses for yeah. us Mises. That was a classic. Like, I love that. What a stupid! <laughs> like, I love the subtitle. It like um, I did an italic on the word Mises because it like just isn't yeah. a word. <laughs> they were like, "What is this?" No, that's that's the best line of the whole movie. Oh, I loved <laughs> yeah, it. It's great. I love all the songs. I really do. But I could I could sit here for hours and hours just talking about the music and the film to be honest mm. I'm not going to because that would be painful for everybody involved <laughs> is but there anything else you want to bring should we perhaps get on to ratings yeah sure 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 should we rate Do it, it out of Mises Mises, yeah sure Mises Jesus yeah um, this is like one of my go to Christmas movies and it has been for my entire life like for as long as I can remember, my dad has made me watch it at least once every Christmas. Like he's always, he's always adamant about um, everyone in the house watching it on Christmas Eve. It's just like such mm-hmm. a, I think it's such a warm, wholesome movie. Really great adaptation of the story. Easily my favorite Muppet-related thing. Just really love this movie. I'm gonna give it ten meters out of ten. Mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> it's 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 pretty fun. It's all right. I just um I would want more from it, I suppose. I just want more in terms of like character and like pacing and I I want 
these things to feel a bit more earned than they are. I don't really get so much from it, but I do like the presentation. I do like it every, pretty much everything that's going on technically. Yeah, I don't really remember the songs though. Um, that being said, some a few like janky CG effects, like the, the, like zoom into different locations as in like we're going to go to a different location now the ghost is going to take you to a different location so they'll like sonic zoom into that location and they'll just be there or like there's that spiral that takes them into the future that looks just like they've just pasted a spiral effect onto the screen <laughs> um i don't know if i would really watch it again it's not really for me i don't think um but for what it's worth it was enjoyable enough uh, for for me to not gouge my eyes out. I suppose it, it's pretty. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's a good oh, I movie. That. I agree. It's a good movie. I just don't think it's amazing. I love that. It so was... probably I'd, I'd, I'd give it like a six Mises out of ten. It was enjoyable enough for me not to gouge my eyes out. I feel like that might it's a bit actually... harsh. I suppose. <laughs> It, it, I think it might be my uh, go-to phrase for uh, any film that I've not particularly liked, but just about <laughs> tolerated. Um, I have like just shameless nostalgia for this film. I mean, that's it. I love it. Ten out of ten. Wait, what was it? Ten Mises with cheeses. Can't forget the Mises. And now it's time for your film, Darcy. Correct. I have just, it. Just like stopped. Fuck just hell. sat there, not moving. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm just trying to avoid talking about this yeah. film. To be honest. Well, since Max had picked uh, Christmas Carol, I had to pick a different film, and this was another one that I used to watch as a kid. So I thought, oh yeah, I'll just I'll just pick it, and uh, I remember liking it somewhat. I'll, I'll just pick it, and it is Muppet Treasure Island from 1996, also directed by Brian Henson. Um, it's literally just um, the retelling of the famous uh, Treasure Island tale, but with the Muppets putting their own like silly little twist onto it with their own songs and their own like take on the characters and stuff. Um, yeah, I remember watching this quite a lot as a kid. Well, I say quite a lot, not a lot, but enough apparently um, to remember some of it, but not a lot of it. And it was a movie. What did everyone think about this movie? It sucked. It was bad. <laughs> I'll just say it. This sucks. I no, was it's so okay. bored. It's okay. This is uh, like this is the worst one we watched for this episode. Um, which is a shame because uh, you kind of you want you almost want to go out on a high, but this wasn't it. We, there was a point where we all stopped paying attention. Yeah, this is not the movie for me yeah i uh, i don't really think that the muppets is really my type of humor but this is like i don't feel like this is particularly funny and as an adaptation of treasure island i would much prefer something uh, like treasure planet i find to be a lot more engaging and a lot more visually mm-hmm. interesting um this is just uh, everything is like it's stepped down from like a christmas carol in this i feel yeah the characters i don't care about <laughs> There's like a main character in this who who's the main character is supposed to be like Jim, supposed to be like, and he's this kid, um, who's well, <laughs> what is he supposed to be? Because in this movie we don't really know. He's like a naive kid. He mm. wants to see the world, and he's gone on board with these pirates who've taken him to to Treasure Island. I didn't really get anything from 
Jim. The actor yeah. who played him, I don't think, did a particularly good job. But then I don't... It's also like a fault of the script because I don't think he was included as much as he should have been because it's also about the Muppets and we want to get more about the Muppets being in this and that's the whole gimmick. Um, but as a character, I don't think Jim was a very strong protagonist at all. Yeah, where I think um, the Muppet Christmas Carol really did a good job of balancing out, you know, the seriousness of the original story with, you know, the silliness mm-hmm. and kookiness of the Muppets. I don't think this film did that well at all. I think it relies way too heavily on the silly aspects and it just kind of doesn't really develop the serious bits. And when they do try and develop it, I don't think they do a very good job with it. This does kind of just feel like them trying to recapture what made the Christmas Carol film work really well and they never really managed to do it. I think it's really weird because... As the film was starting, I was really, really into it. And then I think it was about halfway through. So I don't know, something just happened. And it just, I think the gimmick of it like wore off really quickly. Whereas obviously in Christmas Carol, they have like the, uh, the, the different aspects to it that kind of keep it interesting. But this was sort of like one note. They almost. have a structure in a Christmas Carol that kind of keeps it. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like this was just. A bit bizarre because I, because f- I was really into it, and then the second that um, they stole the map and they were going on to the island and they stole Jim, I was like, I don't care about this anymore. Like they could stay on that island forever for all I give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed like the first ten, fifteen minutes. You know, the when they're like in that, I guess like pub sort of place where Jim, um, Rizzo, and Gonzo work, um, along with. Um, Billy Connolly there. Mm. That I was really enjoying. You got that um the guy Blind Pew comes in. <laughs> you can't see anything. Yeah. And he's like stumbling around trying to find him. I thought all of that was really funny. Mm-hmm. When they um try to get the boat and they meet Fozzie, who plays this guy who like has a a to- a character like in his finger that he like talks Trelawney. to. Mm. That was yeah. the bit where it just like kind of lost me. I, and it was like slowly losing me more and more as mm. the film progressed. And then when they got to like the reveal that um, Long John is like a bad guy, that was when I was just like completely out. I just didn't care about anything from then on. Yeah, I think a lot of it also, I don't know, because obviously this came out in 90, did I say 96? I, I obviously was not even barely a human being. Um, I don't know how like popular tim curry was if that makes sense because a lot of the reviews are literally just people my age going oh this film's great because tim curry has so much charisma he keeps this film going and i'm like but did he i mean i love him but did he keep that film going because i don't think he did i mean he's pretty good good in it he's he's all right he's got oh, yeah, a good no, accent I like he's it, clearly did, doing was it enough he's he's doing the best with the character but i don't think characterize um I don't think, you know, in a better movie, in a better written movie, this is a really good character. There's a yeah. lot to get from the performance of out of like Long John Silver. I think he's a really interesting character, very conflicted, um, which I think is handled a lot better in uh, Treasure Planet as a movie. I think that that's just, that's the one I'm looking for. This, I feel like the, the writing lets Tim Curry down yeah. a lot. 
I do think it's like perfect casting for that um, mm-hmm. character. He is great. Don't get me wrong. Like I think he's great. But the fact that all the reviews say that it's great because of Tim Curry alone, I'm like, but was it great though? It yeah. wasn't a great film. I think both him and Billy Connolly are really good in the movie. And I think they they perfectly fit those roles. They do. But I just don't think they were given much to work with. No, it's kind of like, it's the shame really of putting really good actors in something that's not very well written. Because it, it just goes to show that you can be really great in a bad movie, but it's not going to make the movie good, if that makes sense. I was quite on board with this movie up until the point where Billy Connolly died. That was really no, early realized. as well. Like That was literally yeah, it so was early. Like, I don't know, 10 minutes in. Yeah. That. Um, I really like Billy Connolly. I, I, I thought he was he was really nailing that. He was really chewing the scenery. Um, he's just like yeah. a terrific actor. I was pissed off he um, died, to be honest. But then he died. For no reason. Yeah, absolutely he no just, reason. He dies of fear. Felt like it. He dies of Yeah, he gets fear. the black spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets the black yeah. spot, which black basically spot. just means that he's going to be murdered and he dies because he's so scared. Which is a poor that. way to use Barry Connolly because <laughs> he's such a charismatic actor. So that's what I kind of dropped out. Yeah. Like, okay. It was a bit of a that shame. Was when I no one is going to be as good as that. <laughs> He was really cool, so it was a shame. I actually thought it would have been really cool if he stayed alive and the whole film was just like him trying to avoid being murdered. Yeah, I I watched this film a, f- a few times as a kid, but I didn't really remember it at all. So I just assumed he was in it more. I didn't realise he died that early. I remember someone dying, but I didn't know it was him. I remember I mean, him let's getting be the black honest, spot. All those, yeah, all those Muppets should have died when the house blew up. But yeah. they all survived. <laughs> 100%. And Billy Connolly dies of nothing. <laughs> so true. A lot of bad humour in this as yeah. well. It's not funny, this one. Yeah, I normally like find most Muppet things funny. Yeah, like we at least laugh at something, but, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I I I think I laughed maybe once or twice throughout this whole movie. I, I laughed once really and it was when the I don't even know are they what they call are they even called the Marley brothers? What are they, I don't even know what they called in real in the actual show. Like the two the, the two men. Guys. Yeah I the old guys right. I don't know what they're called. Right. But he said something like Oh, couldn't save this movie. And I laughed because I was like, that is so true, man. <laughs> Why did I spend yeah. this long watching that this film? That annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> that was so annoying. Yeah, but that suffers because the same thing Because I was having a miserable time. One. And I was like, yeah, it is bad. <laughs> why did you make it bad? That is why, true. Why, I don't... Do you have, why do you feel the need to put the, the, these, these lines in that break the fourth wall and tell me to just like... Assure me that I'm having a bad time. Yeah. And just to say, like, hey, you're having a bad time, aren't you? You wish you got your money back. Uh, yeah. I wish I had my time back from watching this yeah, movie. Yeah. I just wasn't a, engaged at all. It's a really common trope in Muppets um, stuff to break the fourth wall. Mm. But I think this film did it way too many times and none of the jokes were funny. It was just mm. kind of like, yeah, this is a movie. That was like pretty much it. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, like ev- yeah, every joke about the fourth wall was just the fact that it was, oh look, we're the Muppets doing Treasure Island, isn't it terrible? <laughs> and I'm just sitting there thinking, I mean, you're right to be honest, <laughs> which is weird because I don't remember it being as bad as it is, if that makes sense. Because I know a lot of people that love it, and I just think, oh, what happened here then? 
Yeah, well, even as a wrong. kid, I remember this wasn't my favorite one. Um, yeah, so I wasn't really sure what I was going to think going in. I was trying to be as open-minded as possible. I mean, because yeah, it's always possible to change your mind, obviously. Like, you might have watched something when you were little and didn't like it, and then you might like it now, vice versa. Yeah, that but happened I, to me all the time. Yeah, I really didn't think it was going to be as that, that bad, though. I was like, okay, I'm actually going to like this. I'm actually yeah. going to like this week. And then I was just was like, it just got to the point where all of us were just sitting there going, this is still on. Yeah. <laughs> I think even on a technical level, this film like feels like a huge downgrade to the last movie. I don't think any of the puppet work is quite as impressive as anything they did in either Take Manhattan or Christmas Carol. I think there's a lot of like really, really questionable effects throughout. A couple bits where it's like really, really obvious green screen where like the lighting just looks so ridiculously off. Like there's a scene where um Long John and Jim are like it's like nighttime and they're on a the side of the boat there's like stars all around them they're talking and like long john i think like points and you can see like a blue outline around his finger <laughs> do you know what i'm so glad you brought that up because um you know that part where long john puts his crutch on the boat and goes jim give me my crutch why yeah. won't you when he lifts it up and he's in um and jim's in the frame you can see like the line like around him <laughs> yeah it just like, feels it's so, so lazy i do think there's like really good costumes and sets once again, but oh, it's really everything cool else I just don't think is quite as good. Like I actually think it's a cool looking film. Like for what they had and what what was in the film, like yeah, like costume wise and like the puppets and everything. I think it looked cool, but <laughs> it was just eh. boring, isn't it? I don't know. I just was bored. I'm sorry, it was just boring to me. Yeah, I don't know. I hate to like rag on like the costumes but I, I don't I didn't really get much out of those no. to be honest um, Kermit's was terrible but it's just you know it's pirates so I don't really I don't get much from the costumes really at all um, because it is just it's kind of like a generic type of costume you think uh, you would associate oh, like a with a pirate. pirate it's like yeah it's like a mm. like a halloween outfit or something and they're all wearing halloween outfits and trying Maybe to do was. this adaptation of treasure island and it doesn't work you know i th- i wish they would perhaps have taken a bit more creative liberties with the way they told the story i mean you know when you put muppets in it it's already like ah this and this wacky we're changing it up because we've got muppets in it but I wish they'd gone just a, a bit further and tried to go for something that, you know, I, I guess they've got, you, you know, the songs, but the songs aren't very good. And The songs are awful. I, the, no, they're, they're really bad, you know. <laughs> I just wish they'd done more with the concept, I think. You could have done something really interesting yeah. with this and Muppets, but they didn't. Yeah, definitely. Like, the songs compared to the previous two movies are like shockingly bad. I don't know who they got to write them, but they are just terrible. Not a single one of them is memorable in any way. There's like no catchy melodies or anything. Um, um, Kevin Bishop, who plays Jim, who's like got a fairly successful career in like comedy now, his singing voice is so bad it's like really grating to listen to it is even tim curry when he's singing i don't think is that good which is weird considering like how great i think his voice is in rocky horror um i just don't think anyone really is great 
So, uh, and that sequence that Darcy was like in love with the Cabin <laughs> Fever song is like the worst bit of the entire film. Do you know the, like, it's just a really badly written and structured song. The thing is my favourite thing to do uh, the whole rest of the night um, after we left uh, Max's, um, I just kept going, we all got Cabin Fever. Because I don't remember any of the words. That was all I remembered. But for some it reason, is just a bunch of <laughs> things that happen on the ship. Yeah, they're, doing, they're trying to be very flamboyant with it, uh, in, in terms of like the set design and um, like props, I suppose. But then it's just you know segments within songs where the Muppets do a little jig and say some things. There's like hmm. German Muppets who yeah. just say a bunch of discordant German words that mean nothing when it's all stringed together. It's not really a sentence. It's yeah, just the, German words. Yeah. And it, what am I supposed to get out of that? And it's also not a good song, just first and foremost. I'm and already like, not having a good time with the song itself. Yeah, but it was just the, weird. the pieces like, that make up the song, they feel very disjointed. Yeah. I don't I feel like you couldn't you what's the point even in having the song? It doesn't really add anything. I mean, you know, cabin fever it's supposed to refer to this uh in a kind of insanity brought on by being in a close in in confined space they um use for like pirates or like uh people back in those days who were on ships for a very long time in the middle of the ocean going crazy um but i didn't get that from the characters they were just like i think i have cabin fever now <laughs> and then they sing a song about it yeah I, f- I i feel like it's it's gonna sound really weird as well but when you have characters like the Muppets who are already kind of like uh, kooky and, and weird. It's what's cabin fever to them. It, does it look any different? Cause I didn't feel it was any different. It was just them going, yeah, what Max just said, they just sat there and went, I think I'm going crazy because we've been on the sea for six weeks. And they're like, yeah, same. And then well, the not song even that, just breaks just out. Because the plot demands it. And y- y- yeah, you know, probably. let's put it in. This is probably what would happen. Why not? We get an extra song in there. Yeah. Yeah, which they didn't need because this film is way too long. It is so it's an long. an hour 40. It easily could have been an hour 20. Like, Although, <laughs> at a stretch. It was It was really... <laughs> there was points where I could tell I stopped paying attention because there was one point where Kermit and Piggy and Long John were just talking and Kermit goes, oh, yeah, with Long John too. And then the next time I look up, Piggy and Kermit are hanging off a cliff singing their love song to each other. And I was like, what on earth has happened in between this two points? Because I was not yeah. listening. <laughs> the pacing is weirdly bad for a movie yeah. that's so long. And it only, it only wastes time with bad songs and unfunny jokes. But I don't think it spends nearly enough time on the actual characters that you're supposed to be relating to. No. And their dynamics, I don't believe at all. Yeah, like throughout this entire movie, I was just thinking, no, I think this story is actually pretty good. That I do think handled much better. It could be really, really interesting and emotional. Like I feel like the relationship between Jim and Long John could be like really, really powerful handled properly, but it just isn't here. It has been handled properly. <laughs> yeah, in a different movie. <laughs> 
It's bad. It's, I honestly, I was just the whole time I was thinking, I'd rather be watching Treasure Planet. I'd rather be watching Treasure Planet. Everything in that movie is handled so much better than this. And yes, it's an animated movie and it's in space. Um, but as an adaptation of uh, Treasure Island, it's a lot better at portraying characters and dynamics that you actually uh, feel on board with and feel engaged with and you actually care about. Um, and it, and visually it's also better um, maybe it's not fair to compare those two movies but they are going for the same thing uh, story wise mm. yeah it's the same story just told in kind of completely different ways my, f- yeah. my favourite part of the whole thing was turning round to see Max on his phone looking at reviews of Treasure Planet instead <laughs> 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 I was yeah. just like, yeah. <laughs> I've not seen Treasure Planet in forever, and I don't really remember it. But I'm definitely going to mm. watch it at some point soon because I, I do find myself really interested in this story and do want to see it done well. It's one of my really friends. Like, it's one of my friends' favorite films, so I feel like it probably says more about that, yeah. doesn't it? Because no one ever talks about the Muppets Treasure Island, you know. <laughs> yeah, I kind of mm. um, left actually wanting to read the book at some point. Don't know how well it holds up. Like I said, I really do find this story interesting, so would like to see it handled well. I mean, it is pretty much like a classic, isn't it? So if you read it, I assume it's going to be just as good as you imagine it to be. Mm. <laughs> I like the part. Uh, but I mean, one positive thing, I suppose, I could attribute <laughs> to like it. Go on, then. Yeah, I'll give. I'll throw it a bone. There was a part where Gonzo has super long arms and legs and he looked like a spider. And I thought oh, that was yeah. pretty interesting. And that yeah. was quite a good use of puppetry. That part actually made me laugh because that was I, quite funny. Cause he was just like... What was yeah, it? He was going like... Woo, 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 woo. Yeah, they're like trying to find out um, where the map is and who has it. So they're like torturing people. They torture Gonzo by like stretching his arms. It just looks really but he just silly. loves it. Yeah. And he's like having a he great time because he's it. like, I'm tall now. <laughs> That's like one of the only bits I actually found funny in the film. Mm. I, for- I forgot all about it, to be honest. I liked it. <clears throat> There's like that joke that I-, I think has aged really poorly. Where like everyone's saying I on the ship and they're like I, I. And then like there's a woman on the ship and she just says I, but the, the- it's really deep and the Muppets just like stare slack jawed at her and it just holds on that shot for so long. I don't find that funny at all. No. It didn't feel fitting for a Muppet movie at all. No, it's so weird. that's something you'd expect in like a, one of those like bad like parody movies. Yeah. Do you know, do like you know, the, the, the joke is that a woman has a deep voice. Yeah. Do you know Great. what? Max just reminded me of another thing in the film that was really bloody weird. The fact that Long John only has one leg and all of them were looking at him like, oh my God, this man, he has but one leg. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they've never seen a guy with only one leg before. That's well, that was the prophecy, right? Because Billy Connolly said, beware the man with one leg or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, all right. That actually makes more sense because I don't remember so that. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I was also like... like when he steps out and you see he only has one leg and um, Jim's like, oh my God. I was like, that's a bit rude. Yeah, you can't bring it to attention. You can't say that. Scared of crippled people. But no, he obviously had a reason. He hates the disabled. 
Should we get on to ratings? Yes, yeah, yeah, I don't have anything else to say, to be honest. Yeah. Should we rate it out of black spots? Yes. Cool. Sure. Yeah, it's just not a good movie. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't say it's the worst Muppet movie. I definitely think um, some of the TV or like straight to DVD ones they've done, like they did a Muppets Wizard of Oz like a few years after this, which is as bad as you'd expect it to be. That sounds good, um, though. No, it's mm, not. It's just awful. Um, yeah, that, The Muppets Most Wanted, probably Muppets in Space as well, is definitely worse than this. But it's just not Muppets good... in Space? Yeah. Oh, I should have picked that. Yeah, it's like oh um, a <laughs> film about Gonzo's, like, he doesn't know what he is, because there's like, always the joke. Oh, it's the, the Tigger movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically yeah. like the plot of the Tigger movie, where he's not sure what he is, and he thinks he's an alien. Um, because he can't work out what animal he is or something. It's not. It's great. not good. Um, yeah, this is slightly better than those, but it's still not great. I don't think it's a good telling of this story. I don't find it interesting or funny. It's just, it's just a shame. I was hoping to enjoy it a lot more than I did. Um, but at least I have fond memories of the PC game that they made alongside it. Um, I'm gonna give oh. it like four black spots out of ten. But that game's like a 10 out of 10. <laughs> haven't played it since I was a kid, so it could suck, but I remember loving it. Uh, 10 out of 10 for the game. Why not? <clears throat> and yeah, this wasn't very good. Like um, how when Tim Curry sails away with his boat filled with treasure, it, the boat gets weighed down. It gets weighed down by the treasure, it's, but it's clearly just sinking to the ground because like, they're not on the ocean. They're just like on a set with water <laughs> and like <laughs> once it won't sink any further because it's just hit the ground tim curry just gets out yeah i thought like in the original story doesn't he like drown or something that's where he like dies in the original story that's what should have happened yeah because it's about like the, the the foibles of greed yeah yeah exactly like he <clears throat> knows he's gonna he's not gonna survive but he's just like mm. two in his head so he, just does it anyway. Yeah, because in the film they just kind of make you believe that he's just going to swim to the island and sort of like either leave the treasure or just try and swim with it. Mm. Maybe one more positive I'll hand the movie is that I like when Kermit's face goes inwards a little bit, like a twitch when like Jim won't hand him the map. So oh, like yeah, he just kind of twitches a bit. Goes, it's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, but the movie sucks and I don't like it. So four black spots out of ten um yeah i don't really know what else to say about this film um yeah i really was with it like i was rooting for it like, i was like yeah let's go this film's gonna be great and then for the first i actually think i liked it for about the first half an hour or 45 minutes and then after that i just it's like, it almost as if it like just stopped and then just hit down like this dead end and i just couldn't i couldn't do it anymore it's just I wasn't interested in it, and it just—it was just—it's a bit too long, I would say. Um, yeah. So, because I did like some of it, I'm gonna give it five black spots out of ten. <clears throat> cool. Not enough animal. Lovely. He's the best Muppet. He's annoying. He's epic. <laughs> no, he's epic. Yeah, he's he a cool Muppet. Sexually harasses a woman in the, the first of these three movies. Woman. Yeah, that was questionable. Mm, it yeah. was questionable. And there we go. 
There we go. That's the Muppets movies. Some of them mm. um, don't want to watch a Muppet movie ever again. Don't care about the Muppets. Yeah, I feel and like we got a good like a good selection of Muppets movies. Kind of gives you an idea of what to expect from this franchise. Well, actually, I should have picked Muppets in Space because then we would have seen some really yeah. sad sights. Next episode, we got a free for all. Mm-hmm. It's the first episode of the month. Um, so we've got. A guest spot on this, uh, our good friend Connor, who started the podcast with us, been on many an episode. Um, he's picked an episode. He's picked a a movie for us to watch, uh, which I'll, I guess I'll just say. Uh, so we've just picked any movie that we wanted. His selection was <clears throat> the 2006 movie directed by Christopher Nolan called The Prestige. Yeah, it's a good movie. Should be an mm. interesting discussion. Cool. Yeah. And yours, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have picked a film from one of my favourite directors um, who has got a new movie coming out um, called Licorice Pizza. My, fi- my pick is um, Paul Thomas Anderson's Punch Drunk Love, one of my favourite movies of all time. Uh, really excited for us to talk cool, about. Cool, cool. I've got the criterion. It's not yeah, a good one, same. but I've got it. <laughs> it looks great. Uh, it just doesn't have a lot on there. Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? My pick is a movie that I know Chris has watched, but I want him to watch it again. And I know Darcy has not watched, and I want her to watch it. It is a movie that not a lot of people have seen. I feel as though it needs a bit more uh, traction. It needs more eyes on it because um, it's really bloody good. Um, so I'm going to recommend a movie that came out last year. And it is directed by Michelangelo Cavino, and it's called The Climb. Fuck yeah. Love that movie. Okay. And I have gone a bit... I want to say kind of left field with this one, because I um, I was just on Letterboxd looking for films for the free-for-all that I could put in like my watch list. And this film came up. Chris has seen it. And it looked quite interesting. And then obviously I put all these films into a into a wheel and it picked me this film and I actually do want to watch this film so I'm actually quite excited it's from uh, 2019 and it's a Georgian film so it's um, going to be subtitled uh, for obvious reasons and it's called And Then We Danced directed by uh, Levan Aiken I don't know if I've even said that correctly <laughs> awesome that's that then um we got Punch Drunk Love, The Climb, and then we danced, and The Prestige. That'll be on episode 58. Tune in for that. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to start on the show, season one of Oz, that's oh, on yes. Now TV if you're in the UK or HBO in America. Um, that'll be on episode 65, quite a way away. Uh, in the meantime, social medias. you got YouTube, The Sunday Movie Marathon, Twitter, at Sunday Movie Pod, Facebook at Sunday Movie Marathon, and Letterboxd at Sunday MM. Capital S, capital MM. Thanks all for listening to the Muppets. Ba 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 da da. You suck. I'm trying not to get copyright struck. When I'm through with you, you'll never find your body. 
And even if they did, all they'd find would be teeth. <laughs>